I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. Welcome to the first ever episode of Sunday Night's Watch, which is a Game of Thrones podcast put on by me, Aruba Kurt Robinson, and Aruba Ray Ellen. We've never done this before. Um, I know you're probably thinking, well, it's been seven seasons already. Why are you just now hopping on the bandwagon? But it's never too late to get started. So we're going to recap what happened on Sunday night's episode of Game of Thrones, which was titled uh, Winterfell, Season 8, Episode 1. So, Ray, you want to kick it off with uh, what did you think about the uh, opening sequence? Well, let, let me tell you. Let, let me let me just preface something. Uh-huh. Had I gotten into Game of Thrones earlier, I would have been like, "Hey, let's do a podcast right, right away." <laughs> I didn't start watching until six seasons had already were already done, and I watched watched those first six seasons in eight days. I watched those first sixty episodes in eight days, and I obviously was was hooked immediately. And I don't know if I I don't know if I told you this, Kurt, but after. I was five days into my initial bin, mm-hmm. 44 episodes, and I thought, all right, let me take a break. Let me, like, you know, take a shower and have a normal meal. And uh, I, I bathed and went to the restaurant in my building mm-hmm. uh, in New York City, and I walk into the restaurant, and sitting in the restaurant, in the middle of my binge, is Tyrion Lannister, Peter <laughs> Dinklage. Wow. I've never been that excited as an adult to meet another adult I'm ever sure. now you sure you weren't hallucinating because you had taken I, in so much i thought maybe that, that was it maybe i just i was just i'm just imagining everywhere i went like oh there's daenerys oh there's there's, <laughs> there's Tyrion. but and i went over i spoke to him i said hey my name's ray i live upstairs he's like oh wow you really travel far for a meal i'm like yeah <laughs> and then um i said hey I, i've watched 44 episodes in five days he's like yeah your eyes look a little messed up i'm like yeah and then um he was just really cool he just uh you know, I part of me at that point wanted to say, well, what are you doing here? You should be on a ship with Daenerys sailing to Westeros. <laughs> right. I didn't want to seem like a total psychopath. <laughs> so um, anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally, uh, uh, you know, doing a podcast, even if it is uh, at the beginning of season eight. That's, yeah. that's fine. That's all right. We'll so, knock these out and, you know, it'll be cool to be fun. We're both Game of Thrones nerds. Yeah, absolutely. Total, totally, totally. And I, I, I will say uh, right at the, at the beginning, I thought that this first episode season eight uh episode one was better than pretty much any episode from season seven season seven i liked it was good Mm -hmm. but i thought that every episode seemed a little a little light and this one had had its moments that i thought could have been a little beefier but still overall i really liked it a lot yeah, no, it was definitely one of the better ones. Um, probably my favorite of season seven was the the last episode of season seven, but that could also be colored by the fact that that's whenever the the uh, dragon blows a hole into the wall, and just that spectacle might have just colored the way I think about it. That's interesting. My my favorite was season seven, episode three, uh-huh. and that was when uh, Olena at the end when when she when she drinks the poison. Yes, and and she wins. I mean, she dies, but she wins. Yeah, you know when she t- says to. Uh, Jamie, tell Cersei it was me. I killed Joffrey. You're like, holy shit. That is <laughs> right. such the ultimate, you know, F you. And I believe that in that same episode, Alaria and the and the Sand Snakes all die. Right. And Cersei got her vengeance on Alaria when, she, you know, she kisses her daughter and says, you know, you're going to lay here. We're going to shove food down your throat. We're going to keep the torches lit and you're going to watch your, your daughter die. Mm-hmm. And that was revenge for, for Alaria killing uh, Marcella. 
uh, Cersei's daughter. Right. So that was just like the ultimate. I mean, Cersei's such a, you know, I can't, I, she's an amazing villain. <laughs> but in that moment, I, I, I totally rooted for her. I was like, wow, you know, that is the ultimate um, revenge. Cersei's you know? badass in a, in a really just icky kind of way. <laughs> Oh, she's vile. She's a great villain. I mean, she put the she put the vile in villain. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's really something. So, what did you think of the opening credit of the opening montage? So normally, I just blow through it. I, I fast forward through it usually. But just as I went to hit the fast forward button because I started a little bit late, um, I realized that something was different. I saw like the blue tiles, which I guess signifies like the the path that the uh, Knights King and his army are taking down to yes. Winterfell. Yes. So I thought that was cool and how it zoomed into the actual structures of some of the uh, some of the buildings, like into Winterfell. I thought that was pretty cool. So, I mean, you just see that they they up the level of detail in that whole map sequence. Right. And I, I thought that was cool. I mean, just from a production level, I looked at that thinking like it's so rare that any TV show tends to open it, alter its opening credits. I mean, The Simpsons did that every week with a different couch. Right. Gag. right. Um, Family Guy has done it here and there. But like. Uh, you know, uh, a hard hitting, uh, you know, a plus drama. I, I don't I don't recall ever seeing that. No, so. just the level of detail they do on everything is just they've taken everything to a whole different level. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and seeing everybody come to Winterfell uh, in the beginning was it was great. It was fun. Hey, the gang's all here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I immediately put down my cell phone, was not going to touch that. I was on the edge of my seat, just watching everything. It took me right back to the first ever episode of game of Thrones. Whenever, uh, whenever King Robert and his whole entourage was riding into Winterfell. Right. This one, you know, the, the, the stakes are higher cause you have more of a, more of an emotional mm-hmm. relationship. You're, you're more invested with, with all the characters. Um, uh, I also, I thought that when, you know, it was interesting when, when Sansa and Daenerys first meet. I mean, Sansa's kind of cold and she's the one who talked about, even told Arya how we need allies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you, you know, I was a little I was a little put off by it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that's why would you be, you know, this person's a coming to your home and mm-hmm. be your brother's as sort of vouch for. But see, I mean, to be that she was she was ice cold and real bitchy. Yeah, I mean that's kind of Sansa though. <laughs> that's kind of how she is. I mean, but I was a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. A little taken aback. I, I'm not obviously. I'm not upset by any of this. I know it's it's make believe. <laughs> right, right. But but in that moment, in that moment, you're like, really? I mean, and you know that she doesn't. She does have all the dragons and this amazing army, and she's here to fight with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit. And you know, all the Northerners. I I get it. They're 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 cautious. They're wary. Um, you know, they're a little myth that 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 John is. You know, sort of. He's like, hey, I'm not the king anymore. But but it was cool, you know, how he explained it. And then when Tyrion spoke up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm not sure how much weight he carries, though, because he still has that Lannister name, which just like Danny carrying that Targaryen name, all the Northerners are just like, really? We're going to listen to these guys? Right. But the only thing is that, you know, Sansa could certainly vouch for Tyrion. I mean, she did say, uh, she said, you know, before to Brienne, I believe, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even to John as well. That Tyrion, you know, was always very good to her. Right, right. No, he, he definitely, he well. definitely was. Yeah, yeah. It's just that what Lannis- do you think about? Oh, go ahead. Well, what did you think about when they were, when they were, when uh, early on they started? You know, they were they were making working with the dragon glass to turn it into weapons. Um, um, when when Gendry was uh was making like the the axe for uh for the hound. Yeah, I mean, if if all you need is just the 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 tip, mm-hmm. uh, 
to spend and they need all as much dragon glass as possible. I was surprised when they he made a, a giant axe with it. <laughs> right. But how can you say no to the hound? <laughs> he tells you to yeah. make an axe, you kind of do it. Right. But they said that Dragonstone was basically a mountain full of dragon glass. I don't think it's a supply thing. Um, yeah. m- maybe a time thing, because he did say it was hard to work with. He did say it was hard to work with. But I remember that when John said to uh, everybody in, in Winterfell, when he said, we need this dragon glass, my lords. <laughs> we need it. So, uh <laughs> You know, it was such a big deal. I was surprised. I mean, it makes me think: Are they gonna like? Are they gonna make dragon glass? You know, uh, a bow and arrow and slingshots, and, <laughs> right? You know, but um, but it was cool seeing you know Gendry really doing his thing, like you know, doing what he does best, but with dragon glass. Yeah, you know? yeah. Can't wait to see the hound in action with that X. Yeah, for sure. What do you, What do you think of uh, after that uh, when Sansa and Tyrion they the, they reunited? So I, I I really like that scene. Um, one thing that I liked is the way that they kind of kind of sparred a little bit. Well, when she tells him, at one time I thought you were the uh, smartest man in the world, the cleverest man, the cleverest yeah. man, yeah. But it's kind of like a backhanded compliment because it's like, well, at one time I thought that, but now you've proven yes. that you're not that at all. Yeah, she's basically saying, yeah, you're an idiot if you think your your sister is really going to have her armies march, yeah. uh, which. Which was very smart. Uh, it was very perceptive of Sansa mm-hmm. to, to immediately get, and also it was it was funny what she said, you know, about the, about the wedding. I haven't seen you since Joffrey's wedding, and she's like, yeah, you know, saying how how what a crappy wedding it was, and she's like, well, it did have its moments. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> she's yeah. got some pretty good uh, some pretty good quips. Yeah, but but she slowly is becoming you know a little a little snippier, a little more. Oh yeah, you know, look, it was clear that she was happy to have the power the happy uh, she was happy when john when she said who's gonna run things here and john's like i'll leave you in charge mm-hmm. that was season seven she clearly was happy about that right well in her mind she was arguably the ruler of winterfell since john wasn't you know her full brother or anything so in her mind she was that she kind of stepped aside whenever everyone voted him the king of the north but then when he comes back with this dragon lady and these dragons she's just wondering what the hell's all this mean for us Right, exactly. If she, well, you could argue if, if uh, ultimately, if Daenerys is the queen and she ends up, uh, you know, take like, let's say living in in King's Landing, mm-hmm. hypothetically, right? Right. Then Sansa could be still be the, the Lady of Winterfell or the Wardeness of the North. You yes, know? yes, and that probably is work. the role she would assume. Yeah, I would think so. I, I actually I thought it was very touching when John and Arya were reunited because I remember when Sansa had said to Arya, you know, you know, John will be so excited when he sees mm-hmm. you. You know, that was back in season seven, and it was that was a, a slightly choked up moment when the two of them reconnected. I mean, John has no. I mean, he's obviously on a basic level. He's obviously very happy. They're happy to see each mm-hmm. other. You know, they're siblings. And and you saw in the first season how close they were. Right, um, right. But he has no clue the killer that she's oh, become. Oh, she's a complete badass. But uh, when he embraces her in that moment, you can kind of see that to him, Arya is still that eight-year-old little girl that she yes. that he gave needle to. But no, she's totally. a complete badass. She could take him out and a dozen other people without even trying. Right, right. But it did. But again, when Arya says, you know, Sansa's the smartest person I know, and mm-hmm. John was almost having like, like a little brother sister moment, like oh that Sansa's getting a little too big for big for Brick. <laughs> right. And then when Arya's like, well, she's the smartest person I know. It's a little like, I mean, granted, it's not that Arya knows that many people. I mean, 
the smartest person Ari has probably ever met, mm-hmm. think about it, was probably Tywin Lannister. Right, right, definitely. But Ty- Tywin's dead, and also even if if he were alive, I don't know if she would give him that credit. Right. So maybe Sansa is, in fact, the smartest person that she knows. I mean, she spent all that time with a hound who mm-hmm. isn't necessarily, necessarily yeah, he's an uh, idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not a rocket scientist. But, but that being said, we as the viewer, we haven't seen Sansa do all these brilliant things. I mean, she, you know, she always says wants to take credit for winning uh, the Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. which that annoys me. It's like, hey, you know, John was reluctant to fight initially, right? Because he said, "All, all I've been doing is fighting." And when she goes, we have to take back our home. You know what? She's not the one going on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. It's John and, and all those a, other guys. That and was it's a like gruesome battle. Gruesome. And so she wants to keep taking credit because she got, you know, the, the, the Knights of the Vale to mm-hmm. come in. And that was ultimately because of her relationship with Baelish. Right. And she never told John about it. It would have helped and, uh, <laughs> if John had known. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, so that was a good move. Was it? Does it make her a genius? No. Uh, but you know, I she do- told him. But What's you do that? have to give her credit for the fact that she was basically uh, stranded behind enemy lines for all that time and was able to keep herself alive. I mean, she's a young girl with all these enemies around her. She's got to worry about Cersei trying to kill her at any moment. She has to survive Joffrey. So she does have some level of, you know, wits about her. A- absolutely, she absolutely did. Um, but, I, but I thought her survival was because, you know, having some wits about her, mm-hmm. uh, definitely some elements of luck. Yeah, definitely. Uh, elements, of, you know, look, Baelish did get her out of King's Landing after the after Joffrey was murdered, which she would have been blamed for, mm-hmm. um, and probably killed for, even even when the, even though she didn't do it, it would right. be an un, unfair trial. Wouldn't matter. She would have taken the heat for that. Yep. Yeah, and then and there was also the Stark name. I mean, she was kept alive because she was a Stark. She yes. was kept alive by Ramsay Bolton. By you know, she 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 was alive. I mean, she ended up in all this mess because she was a Stark. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go marry Joffrey in the very beginning? But, you know, her saying, um, hey, why aren't, why aren't these guys putting leather on, on their armor? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was br- a bright thing to say. Right. I don't think it makes her brilliant. No, no. So, you know, she's smart, yes. But Arya saying she's the smartest person she knows. Well, she might be the smartest person that Arya knows. But as the viewer, we haven't seen mm-hmm. lots of, uh, you know, cunning maneuvers necessarily. Right, right. Like um, we've seen from Tywin, from Tyrion. You know, things like that. Sure. Even from Cersei, even the way, even the vengeance that Cersei got on uh, on Alaria, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty pretty brilliant. And Olena. Olena was brilliant. Yes. Oh, definitely. She orchestrated you know? the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with uh, Cersei, this is one thing I, that I think came from more from a producer standpoint. When uh-huh. Cersei kind of was, was kind of ticked off that, like, she didn't have any elephants. Yes, because that's a had... big thing with the gold company. Yeah, the elephants. But hey, look, elephants, what do they do? They don't breathe fire. They don't fly. No. <laughs> they just look kind of I mean, cool. They look cool. And my guess was that if there are no elephants are going to appear in the show, mm-hmm. I think maybe the producers were like, you know what? We brought up elephants. Let's uh, let's get this out of the, out of the way. Uh, they weren't able to bring the elephants. They don't travel well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're off the hook with that in terms of you know having to CGI them or actually have them right. on the uh, set. Right. I think also it was like a nod to book readers uh, because the gold company are famous for their elephants. Just kind of like getting that out of the way for for the book readers. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Right. That that, and that and that was a good way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Which like, oh, oh, I wanted my elephants. Really? That's what you wanted? The we, elephants? We all did. But, but... All right. <laughs> yeah. Cer- Cersei and Euron. Euron, by the way, he's the new guy. You know, like how badly you wanted 
you're like, all right, we need Joffrey to, to be to be killed, right. so, so, you know. And Ramsay had to go. I'm eager for Euron or Urin, as I like to <laughs> refer to him as. I want him. I can't wait for him to be iced. I yeah, mean, he has got to be the sketchiest dude in Westeros. He's a dirtbag. I was surprised that she went to bed with him as quickly as she did. Yeah, well, she's you know, <laughs> like she's pretty vile too, right? Well, she has her needs, I guess, and maybe she figured, fuck it, let me keep them happy. But when he said, <laughs> it's like both uh, of my brothers are in Winterfell. What else am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. I don't have a brother to bang. My co- cousin Lancel's dead. Right. <laughs> you know? So I don't have no family members for me to fight. I'm not going to sleep with, the, uh, sleep with the, the mountain. Yeah, what's the next grossest thing I can do? How about urine? Yeah, <laughs> urine, yeah. Uh, when he said, I'm going to put a prince in your belly, I would have loved it <laughs> if she had said, you didn't notice? You didn't feel the prince that's already in there? <laughs> Because you know, she's pregnant with Jamie's baby, yeah. but uh, he is, uh, you know, the fact that he wanted to know how he measured up, mm-hmm. like comparing himself to Jamie and to Robert, it's like, dude. <laughs> I mean, of course he yeah. wanted to know <laughs> that's, that's urine. Yeah, it's urine. Yeah, he's just such a creep. Whereas, like, you know, you know what? If anything, Cersei, she really just wanted to. If she just had wanted to get laid, mm-hmm. she could have gone for Bronn. Because think about it, Bronn. You know, he would have done it. I mean, granted, he was having that. In the middle of a foursome that he got interrupted. Yeah, Kyburn uh, cock blocked him on that. Yeah, Kyburn totally cock blocked. Just that was a, a, a three time cock block right there. <laughs> right. With three women. But that would have been interesting if not only did, did Cersei give Bronn gold in order to you know say hey I want you to kill my brothers, which surprised me. It surprised me that because Cersei could have had the mountain kill Jaime. Yeah, definitely. At the end of season seven, yeah. and she didn't. Which of course, as viewers, were I mean I'm glad about that. Right, but it's baffling from a. a what makes sense standpoint. Yeah. I mean, instead to have Braun do it, uh, you know, it would have been interesting had she end up hooking up with, uh, Braun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going record now and say that there is no way Braun executes this plan of hers. I, I, I think you're, I think you're probably right. And did you I see the crossbow? Would... It's the same one that, uh, that Tyrion used to kill Tywin. That's right. That's right. And I think it originally I... belonged to Joffrey. I think. Is it the same one that belonged to Joffrey? That's very possible. It's very possible. It's, um, yeah, I don't think, my hunch is that that won't happen. I think that Bronn would just assume he can get plenty of riches from mm-hmm. Tyrion and Jamie, Right. And he certainly would like them more. Well, he likes them as people more. Well, first of all, the, the wrong thing to do is pay Bronn up front. He's already got the gold. He's, <laughs> what has he got to deliver? Why is, and also, why is Bronn, what is he still doing in King's Landing? No idea. No idea. I mean, all he has, I mean, is he just enjoying, I mean, what is he, where was he, where was he living? I mean, <laughs> probably I, in the whorehouse. <laughs> was he in a brothel in Cairo? Was that a, 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 maybe it was a brothel. I would think that's, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's, it's a, I mean, I'm wondering why he didn't just go with Tyrion and Jamie. Yeah, no idea. Huh. Cause they, cause he was hanging out with them mm-hmm. when they showed, um, the white. You right. know, to Cersei. Right. So, I'm confused hmm. by that. I don't know, he's hmm. a pretty uh, strange guy. The rescue of uh, Yara, that was handled, I thought, you know, that was handled pretty well. It was quick. Yeah, it was quick, but that's all it needed to be. That's all it needed. And her, and her headbutt of uh, Theon, you Which know. he deserved it. He deserved it for sure. Um, that, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I thought, the weakest part of this episode. Okay was definitely what seemed to be uh, a promotion for a new Universal Studios ride, <laughs> a new Dragon ride, 
Daenerys and John zipping around on these on dragons, having a romantic afternoon together. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was just like, I, I get it. It helps sets up that John is a Targaryen, right? Right. You know, but still, the Night King is like zipping around on uh, on his dragon. Uh, which, by the way, has holes in its wings, which make no sense. I don't know why it has holes in its wings. I guess it just deteriorated that fast. I guess so, yeah. And, you know, but they're just floating around. She's like, oh, we could we could be here forever and no one would ever find us. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? The army of the dead would probably find you eventually. <laughs> right. um, but that, yeah, that, that was scene was, yeah, that scene didn't really jive with me too much. Um, Like you said, the CGI was, not that it was questionable, it's just, we haven't seen evidence of being able to do dragons in a way that makes them look realistic, really. Yeah, although we don't really exactly know what is what is a realistic dragon. Very good point. Very good point. You know, I don't know what goes on in Baltimore, but uh, <laughs> all you know, types in New York, of stuff. We haven't seen it. We have a lot of shit here in New York, but we have yet to have uh, uh, dragons. But uh, but yeah, even the look on the uh, look that the dragon gave John, it was again. I get it. It's like yes, he's a Targaryen. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was I was waiting for the. For the dragon to look at John and smile and be like, you know, how, how's it going there, King of the North? <laughs> you know, it was so, it was a bit. So, did you realize that the uh, dragon that he's riding's name is Rhaegon, which is named after Rhaegar, which would be John's actual father? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I did so not realize that she was riding Drogon and he was riding Rhaegon. Ah, uh, oh, and the and the one that was named after her brother is that the one. That's the one with the holes in it. That's one that the Night King is driving, riding around. That's right. Yep. That's a very. Oh, it's a good, uh, good, good catch there. I did not. I did not uh, realize that. What? What? Um, I wish that you know. A lot of these reunions, I thought, I wish were longer. I, I would <laughs> like to see the Hound and Arya chatting a bit more. Right. I believe it or not, even though it's not really in his nature, but he become he's becoming a bit softer. I actually would have gotten. I would have enjoyed it if he gave her a hug, which is not what he's known for. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but you saw him when he spoke with Brienne in, in season seven, he clearly had some affection for Arya. Right, right. And even when he said I, that he was looking after her when he fought Brienne, you know, and as, uh, one of my friends thought that like, oh, well, isn't, you know, isn't the hound still on Arya's list? And I'm like, no, I think she let him off the hook. I think once he survived his impending death, right. when she walked away from him. I, I think that, you know, he was off the hook. And even though she thought he was kind of a shit, I mm -hmm. think she still had some sort of affinity. for. Oh, him. definitely. She learned a lot from him. Um, she did. And that probably makes sense. Would you say kind of like how John was kind of absolved from his duties when he died? Kind of the same thing. Yes. Yes. And uh, and it is the first episode. And I think there'll be, we'll, I'm assuming we'll see more between the Hound and Arya. Right. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. definitely going to have to see more between Arya and Gendry because mm -hmm. that wasn't as much of a... Uh, I wish that was a longer reunion. I mean, the episode, yeah. I would have been fine if the episode was 30 minutes longer. It wasn't, it was only about an hour. Right. And I want to talk about that because I was under the impression that all these episodes were going to be longer than average episodes. But then yes. I looked at the runtime and it doesn't actually start until about the third episode. So this episode and the next episode are both pretty much the same length that we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming either they came from a budget standpoint or. Although those scenes could have been longer and it mm -hmm. wouldn't really have gone been much budget wise because they're shooting dialogue right um, in the same place uh, or just maybe they they felt like they're they, we, these are all the points we need to hit mm -hmm. and we want to have this many episodes that are ninety minutes or you know yeah. um, 
than this many that are an hour or 50 minutes, I, I, I suppose. Um, yeah, but the, I'm only asking for a couple extra minutes for a couple of scenes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I would love to have, to have seen that. Um, I, I think, I'm assuming we're both going to agree mm-hmm. what a, what a turn, twist and turn it was when Daenerys and Jorah you know, go to approach Samuel Tarly. I mean, well, that scene <laughs> right. had so much movement in it. I mean, for Samuel to first be like, oh, wow, oh, Daenerys, wow, you're mm-hmm. here to talk to me. Yeah. And, uh, and like, you, you saved know, Jorah. Well, you know, others could have done it, but they wouldn't. This guy actually stuck his neck out on the line and saved Jorah. Sam- Samuel Tarly, I mean, if you think about it, he killed the White Walker. Mm-hmm. He killed the Then. Right. He saves Jorah Mormon. He saved Gilly. Yep. He, he stepped up to his father. He... He's being a, a, a father to young Samwell. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, he's a real schlub who ends up, you know, just doing a lot of great things. He yeah. said he's tired of reading about the, the achievements of, of other men. He said that to, to Gilly in season seven and when he left the, the Citadel. And he, you know, he's accomplished quite a bit. So when Daenerys wants to reward him, you can have anything you want. My first <laughs> thought was like, you know, great. How about at least, a, a, you know, a hand job from... Uh, from the Khaleesi, the, um, My the mother of went dragons. There too. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, if she's the mother of dragons, that means technically she's a MILF. <laughs> right. And if I can have anything, I want to have some action with the mother of dragons. There you go. <laughs> that was the first thing I milf. thought. Maybe I'm a pig, but you know what? We hadn't seen Gilly and little Sam the entire episode. And Sam so, has needs. And Sam has needs, and I don't know if Gilly's providing them, and, and Daenerys is hot, and right. she said anything. She said anything. Her words. <laughs> Her words. So I, that would have been. And then to, to go from that there to, you know, she she owned up to it at least. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I killed your father and then your brother. I mean, his reaction to the killing of the father was sort of what I thought. I mean, he's sad. But right. He knows his father was a real piece of shit. But and, then he's like, well, at least I still have my brother. Yeah. That was. I actually. Uh, you know, about I actually that. Thought that was, <laughs> That might have been that might have been some of the best acting. I don't know offhand the name of the actor who plays Samuel Tarley, but I do think he's very good. Oh, definitely. And that was that was a powerful moment. I thought he did a great job with it. Yeah, no, definitely. He he has definitely uh, been a surprise of the of the series, honestly. Because when he's first introduced, he's just you know some what, what does John call him the fattest guy he's ever seen or something like that. Is that what John said? Yeah, yeah. So he's just like a schlub when he first gets introduced. But like you mentioned, he's got these heroic moments when this is all over and they're telling the story of Sam the Slayer. I mean, his 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 life's work is going to look as impressive as anybody's. Yeah, there's more to say about him than than arguably than about about the King Slayer. You know, <laughs> yeah. if they were if they were right about Sam the Slayer, right. not that they were right about him in that same book, you know, but. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I'll look up for, for next. Cause I have a hunch that this actor probably is like a trained, you know, classical theater actor. I can see as many that. Of these cast probably is. But, but I, I'll, we'll discuss that in the ne- next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but when Samwell goes to John, again, I wish that had been a longer, a longer scene. It's almost surprising that Samwell hadn't spoken to John earlier in the episode. Um, although it, it was, you know, beneficial for the viewer, because mm-hmm. then, because you know, he had that piece of info we had to share with John. If you saw him earlier, you would assume he would have told him earlier. Right, right. But that was, you know, he, right away. John, he's basically Samwell is raising doubts to John about Daenerys because mm-hmm. it, would you have killed them? But you know, you could also say that Daenerys had to make a point. You know, she had to kill uh, Randall Tarly and and uh, Dickon Tarly 
as to say to all the other guys, I mean business. Right. Because you know, I mean, didn't want it, you know. Yeah, he made such a public display of his defiance that there was no other way to really handle it. He, he dared her, basically, to act on, on what you said you would do. It. That being said, she is basically running around saying to people, here's your choice. Come with me. Follow me. Let's make a better world. And if you don't want to follow me, well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. So you kind of have no 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 choice. So I'm curious how, you know, how has, how how uh, John is going to because he does value what Sam tells him. But he also was in love with Daenerys. And as it turns out, he's banging his aunt. Yeah. Which, which is a is whole now, other thing. <laughs> which, with, with, you know, that that's that's fair play in uh, in this world, in this in this universe. You know, siblings. For, and, uh, in, in some houses it is, but I don't think Starks really get down like that. I don't think they do, but, now, well, he's a Targaryen Oh, now, good point, so. yeah, so it was just in the blood. But I think, but it's almost like he didn't want to accept it uh, initially. At first he didn't believe it or mm-hmm. didn't accept it. Um, but it was, uh, again, I wish that they had talked a little more. And, you know, and, and John had brought up Gilly. Hi, is Gilly. Yeah, yeah, Gilly's fine. <laughs> Young Sam is fine. Listen, you're a Targaryen and mm-hmm. you're the king. And you've always been a king. When he first said to him, you've always been a king, it almost sounded like he's saying, you've always been the man. Mm-hmm. And then, but it was really, um, like, it was. This it, is it was, your birthright. You yeah. were always the king of Westeros, the rightful king. It was really something. I mean, to, and to go from that, from like, you are uh, the king of, of everything to, hey, that young Umber, Umber kid who uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a nice future laying out for him now. He's going to, you know, he's running his house. Well, uh, well, he's uh, plastered uh, to the wall, and uh, you know he's been chopped up by uh, by White Walkers. Yeah, what the hell was that? Uh, the the mosaic that they made on the wall. I, it looked like it was a lot. Like, was it arms and, uh, mm-hmm. and legs? A lot, or hands a lot of legs, arms but, and legs. Yeah, but it had to be from various body parts. I right. mean, it wasn't just him. No, I mean, no, no. It, it was, it was a lot of several, several different limbs from from different people. Well, in the first episode of season one, mm-hmm. uh, you saw um, a sort of a, um, uh, what do you call it? The, you know, uh, same type of pattern. Oh, right, right. They, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that scene. That was like actually the first scene, wasn't it? I think it was the very first scene. Yeah. And that was, uh, it, it always makes me think of one of those, uh, like a labyrinth that you walk through, mm-hmm. except, you know, it's. Like the Aruba Peace la- Labyrinth. <laughs> That's not exactly, except the Aruba Peace Labyrinth is uh, a beautiful. Uh, you know, solitude and, and thoughtfulness, and you can meditate. Very meditative. Uh, it has a gorgeous view, and this is uh, you know uh, dead body parts that are gonna about to come back to life and freak the shit out of you. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Like I that might really have actually did freak me out. <laughs> it was jarring because I don't know how you watch it, but me like the room is pitch black. The only thing is on is the television, and yes. you know it's kind of like the mood is is perfect for a jump scare like that. Absolutely, I, I really freaked me out. That was. Uh, one of the rare times in the whole series, I'm going to say, where I was really like, huh? Oh. Yeah, really kind of exactly jumped a bit. Yeah. Um, and then you know after that, the the when when the cliffhanger, the the Bran and Jamie cliffhanger was great because you're like, oh wow, Jamie made it to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. There he is. And I didn't realize when 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 Bran had said he's waiting for an old friend. Yeah, it's like who's my, he waiting my, for? My first thought. It was like, is the three-eyed raven somehow coming back to life? Like mm-hmm. I, and I rationally didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, I like that I'm using the word rational when we're talking about you know this type of TV show. <laughs> Dragons but, and undead zombies and things. But I, I really can't wait to see you know what what happens. I mean, I think Bran is going to have some... Well, I mean, look, he's pissed that Jamie did what he did. But I, I also think that he will see 
with visions that Jamie is a changed person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Jamie is not Brand the scumbag knows the whole story. that he was. I'm sorry? No, Bran knows the whole story, you think. He knows how all, everything plays out. Yeah, I mean, he knows that Jamie, yeah, but, but but the way he treats Jamie, I think I think he sees, you're saying he already knows how everything has gone gone for Jamie in his life, how right. he, the journey he had with Brienne and how he lost his hand. Right, basically how, everything that's happened. Yeah, he can see it. I mean, you know, and also that Jamie kind of stood up to Cersei and mm-hmm. said, you know, we need to fight everybody. You know, Jamie is sort of, you know, has become more of a man of honor, how he was, he was sort of kind to Olena. I mean, while he, you know, he, he talked Cersei out of doing horrible things to Olena. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, it was a great cliffhanger. I'm yeah. excited to see what that conversation is. Yeah, Jamie steps off his horse and he's like relieved that he got to Winterfell. But when he saw Bran, when he locked eyes, that was like the biggest oh shit moment that this could have that it could have been. It really, it really was. I also was surprised why uh, Jamie's hair was a little darker and the, and the hairstyle changed. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Does a, does a ride to Winterfell make your hair go less blonde? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's but not it also, by made, the in a way, it made sense, though, because think about it. Uh-huh. The Lannisters were all known for their blonde hair, and right. now Tyrion is not so blonde. True. And, and neither is Jamie now. And, and uh, Daenerys is, I mean, and Cersei is still blonde. Yeah, she's like extra blonde. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that was a uh, def- a, a conscious decision by the by the producers and directors that's a very good pickup i wouldn't have uh, put those together yeah and you also notice that you know cersei everybody i think was they were all dressed in black Mm -hmm. the last time we saw her wearing black was when she blew up the sept of baylor and you know everything with with wildfire and she was like she was dressed for a funeral and now she seemed to be in black much of this episode yeah cersei is batshit crazy um (laughs) and the king's guard as well were Mm -hmm. in black i believe oh were they didn't notice I think so. That's pretty I think so. Yeah, she's out, she's out of her mind. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that we finally got to uh, have a chat about this. I yeah, know, definitely. We're both huge fans, and uh, and hopefully cool. uh, any people out there w- will give a shit and uh, what we need to say, and uh, we'll post some comments. Uh, happy to continue the the conversation. Most definitely, most definitely. Can't wait to do it again next week. Yes, we'll see you then. Yep. The Sunday uh, Night's Watch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Ray, thank you. All right, buddy, we'll talk. Yanelta's boys, rise now as men of the night's watch. <laughs> well done. Well done. 